Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. I want to talk a little bit more about that. We've been, over the last several weeks, we've been in this broader theme um, regarding uh, prayer walking. And if you've, if you've been around, you know, the last several, several weeks, couple months, uh, we've been talking about this practice, and we've been, as a community, as a body, really encouraging this practice that, that begins to marry together um, our communion with God into the places that we live. And it's, it's really beautiful because um, so much happens out of prayer. And I'm going to come down and grab my iPad real quick. Um, I was really blessed this last week to spend time with, this last Sunday, I spent time in Kansas City with this movement called 24-7 Prayer. And uh, there's a few different prayer movements around the globe uh, that are happening. And God, it's, it's a wild time to be alive because these things are popping up all over the world. Houses of prayer in every country, every nation. And it's amazing hearing the stories of what's happening and being birthed out of these houses of prayer. And so I, I got to uh, go participate in, in this kind of national gathering of uh, leaders in the house of prayer, but then also out of this movement of prayer, has, it's, it's turned into like a missions and church planning movement. Um, because, you know, that's what prayer does, right? Like when we begin to pray, there's something, there's something inside of us. As we commune with God, our hearts cannot help but to swell inside of our ribcage for everything God cares about. And that's like, that's the whole kind of sneaky thing about it, is when God calls us to spend time with him, it is impossible to be in the presence of God. It is impossible to spend significant time with God and not be filled with a new vision and a new heart for the people he loves all around the world. I love, I love these windows here. I heard a story a while back that when these windows were put in back in the 90s, it was, just, it was a prophetic thing. It was this thing so that the church could look out not only to the beauty of creation, but we would have this window to see the world with compassion even as we worship. And then for the world to be able to look back through the windows and see the glory of God in the church, be made manifest in the church. I'm so excited um, for what is happening. As I've heard some stories of, uh, even within this community, but even when I was in Kansas City this last week, of, of what's happening, what's being birthed out of prayer. And, and so the last couple weeks here at Vine Life, with this essence thing, and Jenny's talk a couple weeks ago, and she did a fantastic job just talking about what it looks like to engage people with, with, with compassion and love. Um, it is natural for us to kind of morph and flow from this prayer topic into how does this translate into the church blessing the world, because that's what God cares about. As we commune with him, he gives us new imagination for what it looks like to be a blessing to the world. Amen? And so what I want to talk about is what it looks like for us um, to be a people that create a culture of blessing and a language of blessing. You see, what's really instrumental for us to understand is God's design for the church is that we are a conduit with which he chooses in Christ to bless the world. Our, one of our original mandates in Scripture has to do with being a blessing, and I'll take you through a little bit of that. And then we're going to practice some things together, so I just really want to invite you to, to, 
to, to zone in here because we're going to do some of this together today, all right? There's going to be a little show and tell, all right? We good with that? No? Okay. We're going to do it anyways because I'm speaking. I'm just joking. I'm joking. And so when we open the scripture, we see very, very early on the heart of the Father towards us, towards the ones he loves, his created beings, made in his image, his likeness. He created us, and the scripture says in Genesis, he blessed Adam and Eve and said, be fruitful and multiply. He blessed them, and he spoke over them. And he welcomed them into this fellowship. And, you know, we, we, we know that it didn't take long for them to, to be separated from this sense of blessing as they, as they were deceived, as they chose to separate themselves, as they believed some lies about themselves. But, but God's heart for blessing never changed, right? And so he was determined to continue to form for himself a people of blessing, and we read what happens. We meet this man named Abram, and, and God meets him in a powerful way. This just, he just really comes out of nowhere in Scripture. He's a man living in the land of Ur, right? How much more random or unknown is that? The land of Ur. And he finds this guy named Abraham and says, that dude, I'm going to bless him for no reason other than I want to. And, and we read as God begins to make a covenant with, with Abraham, in Genesis 12, 2, it says this, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. And it's just this beautiful picture of, listen, there's something bigger than you that's happening. It's coming through your seed. It's going to take some time. But at this point, you know, the world was under a curse now. It's the curse of sin. It's the curse of separation. And, and we read story after story after story in, in the scripture of the people of God trying to overcome this curse and, and the promise of God to overcome this curse. But there is just this tension the whole time. But nonetheless, the Father's good intention towards his people was not only that they would be blessed, that they'd be a people of blessing, that they would have a culture of blessing, they'd have a language of blessing, that this would be the air that we breathe for, and, and, and not just the church, not just the Israelites, and for us, not just the church, but the whole world, right? This is his desire. And so Abraham cultivated this blessing with friendship. He was called a friend of God. And he became acquainted with El Shaddai. It's one of the names of God, which means the God who blesses me and makes me fruitful and multiplies my descendants after me. The God of blessing the God of fruitfulness. And so blessing, becoming a people of blessing, it, it can be experienced uh, in a number of ways. There's ways that we bless each other. But I really believe um, as the church, we have to continue to be reminded for what it sounds like and what it feels like to be a people who verbally pronounce the intentions of God over each other. With our words, and into each other's eyes, know how to remind each other of God's intentions and God's goodwill, his promises, his favor towards each of us. And it's, it's something that I believe that um, even as the church, 
this becomes difficult sometimes, doesn't it? See, in the culture we live in, especially, it's escalating, I believe. If you've ever logged into Facebook recently, or if you've ever turned on the news, um, it's, it's not hard to see that what language is being professed, what's being articulated about people, about the nation, about what's happening, is not a language of blessing. It's a language of cursing. It's a language of criti- critical thinking. It's a language of dismantling and diminishing and belittling. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the broader perspective of people on the outside of the church looking into church uh, is that Christians aren't really also known for blessing. Uh, we're known for being, having a culture of right thinking or a culture of arguing or a culture of that. And it's unfortunate that the very mandate and call that God designed us to represent on earth is not necessarily what we're known for all the time. And that's something that, that, should, that should grieve us a little bit. And I'm not saying that's true of, of us here, but I'm saying there's a there's, there's a call, there's a reminder here that one of the ways God intends to make his goodness and his glory known into all the earth is for the church to grow in what it means to be a people of blessing and a people who, who know how to announce the gospel to each other in specific ways. And so, so Jesus, Jesus comes as to, to, to break the curse of sin and to, to invite us back into this, this reality of being a blessed people, that all who know him, all who call on his name, would be a blessing. And I love in Ephesians 1, it says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Everybody say it together, I am blessed. Come on, do you believe it? Say it again, I am blessed. We am blessed. And so as we receive the blessing of the Father in Jesus, something happens. We begin to believe that for ourselves. We can believe it for the people that we, we interact with. Otherwise, we're just left with good ideas about God. And the world doesn't need any more good ideas. They need to see a people who believe and who have been caught up into a conviction that I have been rescued and loved to a degree that I never knew could be possible. And I want to unleash that blessing upon you. Do you guys understand that? We, God, is, God is continuing to invite us into deeper faith and deep, deep, deeper understanding of what it means to be a blessed people that have something to bless the people in our lives with. To bless is to pronounce words or initiate actions that invoke divine favor upon someone or something. Don't you love that? To invoke divine favor. That part of our call as walking in Christ is everywhere we go. My job, my job from the beginning was to be blessed, but then to invoke to find favor upon you. We're to disciple people who don't even know they want to be disciples yet. I'm going to show you favor before you even know where it's coming from. And that should excite us, right? Richard Rohr talking about the Trinity and blessing, he said it like this. He said, what we breathe in, he said, more simply put, what we breathe in, we breathe out. We are blessed by God so we can bless him in reply. In addition, we bless others around us. And in the process of blessing others, we also bless God. It is at at blessing that we are emulating the perichoresis, which is a word that means the dance of the Trinity. 
the dance of the Trinity. And so when you guys think about the Father, Son, and the Spirit and what we read about them in Scripture, they're always preferring one another. It's almost annoying sometimes how much they point to one another. You get, you get a snapshot of Jesus, any given point with Jesus, he's always talking about his Father. I don't do what my Father's doing. And, and by the way, I've got to get out of here because I've got to send you the Holy Spirit. You're really going to dig him. He's going to just light things up, right? So Jesus, you, you catch him. He's always just preferring and blessing even, even the Father and the Spirit. And then you get the Father. He's always exalting his Son and just delighting over his Son. He's so well-pleased with his Son. And you get the Holy Spirit who's just stoked to plant new thoughts about the Father in Jesus through the Spirit. And through the Father, all men will be drawn to, to Jesus. And so, man, you get this, this beautiful thing, this model of blessing that the Father, Son, and Spirit, they're always just preferring one another and blessing one another, man. And so we're caught up into this, this fellowship of what it looks like to bless one another. I was talking with a friend this last week, and he was, his, his son, he has a son that's coming of age. He's about to turn 13, and so he's planning like this rites of passage deal for his son. And uh, I, I was asking him to tell me some more about it, and he was just explaining that, you know, the, you know the, historically in the Jewish culture, the, the bar mitzvah, this, this rites of passage, it, w- it was a very important time for them to proclaim blessing over their children as they're coming of age, and specifically for a young man and also for a young woman. Um, but for a young man, um, it sociologically when we don't know, we're not called into manhood, it's probable that we're going to seek out manhood through certain activities, through certain behaviors or certain affirmations in other ways. And so he was explaining that, that what he's, he's inviting all his friends to write letters of blessing, and his family to write letters of blessing to his sons. So when he's 13, the message is, no, no, no. Now you need to know that you are a man. And we're going to treat you like a man from here on out. Now, as long as you're living in our house, you're going to be maturing into that manhood, but you're not looking for manhood. You're a man now. You're blessed as a man of God. And now we get to walk that out together and discover what that actually looks like. And so he's, he's, he's orchestrating this time because there's something, there's an impulse inside of the human heart, I think, for all of us. And, and we all have different family expressions, and maybe you never had that growing up. And a lot of us, you know, a, a, lot, a lot of people in the room have never had that. But what we're designed for is to receive affirmation from the Father that, that, that shapes our identity, that becomes the, 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 the power through which we minister to the world. It's the same thing with young women. There's, a, there's an affection needed in the heart of a young woman to know that they're loved, that they're safe, that they're taken care of, that they don't have to, they don't have to go look for that somewhere else. But in the Father, in Christ, there's this, there's this love and safety and security. And as that's extended to our young ones and to our youth, something begins to shape us into this culture a blessing, right? And, and part of that has to do with the breakdown of, of families in our culture. We've lost in our culture what it looks like. We don't even know what it feels like. It's hard to even know what it sounds like sometimes, doesn't it? And it's, it's a little bit strange. And it, 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 we've been trying to do this in our house um, 
more intentionally around the dinner table. I love the dinner table because that's where we, it's, it, we literally, we're gathering around the presence of God and really good food, right? But it's a chance for us as a family to interact with one another and to actually invoke divine favor from each other. And every now and then we, we try to do this thing where we pick somebody around the table to bless. Because, you know, in my home, I want to develop a blessing culture. I want my, my sons and my daughter to know what it sounds like, what blessing sounds like, and what it feels like, and what it looks like. And, um, and so every now and then, we'll pick somebody around the table and say, all right, let's go around the table and let's, let's bless them. Let's bless who they are. Let's bless who they're becoming. You know, and it starts off as compliments, right? Just say, oh, I really, you're really nice. And, you know, the boys are learning new vocabulary for how to do this. But I love it because there's a moment of time that opens up each time where you can see the heart laid bare and something, something comes out like an arrow that pierces through, right? And it's, sometimes it's just one little thing here or there. But what I love about cultivating that is I want, I want my kids to understand what that sounds like, what that feels like to be blessed in the name of God, and not just compliment. You know there's a difference between complimenting somebody or flattering somebody and calling out their identity. So we're not just talking about being a people of, of good words. We're talking about spiritual blessing being extended to the people in our lives. And so we're, we're called to do this. And so, you know, when we look through the Scripture, there's several kind of ingredients that have to do with a blessing. What are the ingredients of a blessing? And this is probably a much, much longer talk, and we're going to do some things here in a second. But, some, you know, a few, a few things to keep in mind as we're growing as a, in a culture of blessing here in the church that we can also practice outside of the church. Here's a few ingredients. One, um, we call each other by name. You have a name. God knows your name. You are not a number to God. You have a name. In fact, he even has a hidden name for you that you're going to find out at some point in time. You'll find out at some point in time what he really refers to you as. But while you're on earth, you have a name. And so one of the first things, as we bless each other, we call each other by name, okay? The next thing, kind of ingredient that has to do with blessing is, is a touch. And we read this in scriptures as Isaac would, would bless Jacob. He called him over so he could lay his hands on him. Jesus would call the children around him so he could touch them, it says in, in, in the Gospel of Mark. And there's something about that that sometimes gets a little awkward, right? Um, but there's something about a blessing that sometimes requires a touch because it reflects the heart of God. God does not bless us from a distance. He blesses us up close. He comes as near as he can. And there's something that we need about a loving touch on the shoulder, on the hand, on the head, on, on the chest that reaffirms God's intentions towards us. Are you guys with me this morning? Okay. Eye contact. Wow. Um, this is something that's, in, that, that's been hard for me to, to relearn. And I think culturally this is hard. It's hard to pray and to look each other in the eyes as we bless. That's a hard thing to do. We're not used to that. It's too intimate sometimes. 
It's too much. That's, that's why a lot of times it's easier to pray with our eyes closed. But man, there's something crazy what happens when you look somebody in the eye and you bless them. When you speak truth into somebody's eyes, it's a, it's a game changer. And you can feel the heart of God. Because he looks at you in the eyes. It's not a vague pronunciation. It's a specific pronunciation into who you are. He speaks high value. He reminds you of your worth. God reminds us. His blessing reminds us of our worth in him. Of our glorious future in him. He talks about his intentions for our future. And then, you know, one of the ingredients of of a blessing, I think, for us to to remember is that we're we're blessing each other with the words of God as well and and with um, biblical enunciations about what God has done and who we are because of what he has done and who he is, right? So this is something we cultivate in the church, but but it's also something that we cultivate um, everywhere we go. I had the pleasure just even a few days ago of, of, of having a coffee with a new friend that I'm just learning to really enjoy my time with. And, and uh, he was sharing with me his story, and he was opening up, just being super vulnerable, at, which he's never done before. And he's just sharing uh, how growing up, he never really knew his father. There was a chance where he could get to know his father, and his father expressed a little interest, but then never called him back. So he's never heard from his father his mother, about 20 years ago, there was a big falling out. She told him, you're dead to me. And so, um, so through a lot of uh, kind of twists and turns, you know, he's at this place of life where he knows that there's another kind of love he needs. He's just, he, um, and his heart is yearning for that. And, and as I was talking to him, there's just a moment that opened up where I was able to look at him and say, hey, listen, you need to know that God really loves you. He is unfailing love. You know, our families, we're, we're not perfect. None of us are perfect in the way we love, but you have to understand that God is crazy about you. And as these, these words of blessing came down, man, these tears just start streaming down because he was receiving what was, he was receiving, I believe, um, was the Father's blessing in the midst of a real painful story. And that's what he does. He meets us right where we're at. And he speaks his words of life to us. And so you got a handout here today with some scriptural blessings. And these are a few, a few jumping off points in the scripture that have to do with man as, as the Apostle Paul is praying, as, as David is writing his psalms, as, as, as different things are happening. There's moments of blessing that happen even throughout the story and the narrative of scripture that um, that we get to kind of claim as our own and even use as starting off points um, for some of ours. The, the first blessing on there is one out of Numbers 6.22. This is when Lord, the Lord told Moses, he, he said, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless. I love this. God tells them how to do it. This is how you are to bless. And he says this, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And that word may, have you noticed that a lot of blessings start with this word may? And just stop to think about it. It's a common word, but it's so loaded. The word may has to do with possibility. It has to do with permission. May you. 
May you know the fullness of the heart of God. May you know the peace of Christ which transcends understanding. May you. This word may has to do with this progressive, ongoing, growing, developing permission to access new realms and and, and new things and gifts given to you in Christ. May. So a lot of our our prayers start with may you. And don't don't let that glide over because that is a powerful, it's a powerful declaration because it has to do with what we're getting caught up into. That may the face of the Lord shine upon you. Right? Are you guys doing all right? Okay, here's what what I want to do. Um... We're going to take a little risk together. Sound good? (laughs) Not yet. Tell me what it is, and then I'll tell you if it sounds good. Um, I'm going to invite somebody in this room um, to be a guinea pig. And I want to ask um, if you're willing, if you're willing to come up here, I'm going to ask you to come up, and I'm going to invite some others to bring words of blessing. Okay? So can I ask in the room here today, if you don't want to do this, just don't stand up. But don't lie to me either. If, 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 if it's your birthday, is anybody, is it their birthday here today? Anybody in the room? Does anybody have a birthday this week? Michael, you are the man. Would you mind please coming up to the stage this morning? Can you guys welcome Michael? Hey, hey, bro. Yeah, there you go. David, you want to take over? Okay, so here's what I want to invite us to do. I want, I'm going to invite five, five of you in this moment... As you see Michael up on the stage, not everybody knows Michael. Michael's awesome, though, so this should be easy. I'm going to invite uh, five, five people. Um, if you feel prompted with a scripture or a word of blessing for Michael, I want you to come up, okay? And, uh, and we're going to do this. You're going to greet him by name. You're going to look in his eyes, and you're going to pronounce God's divine favor and intentions towards him. And he's going to see what it feels like and see what it, see what it sounds like, and we're going to do this together. Now, this is a huge risk because some of you have never done this before. This sounds crazy weird. That's okay. This is kind of an experiment. Is that all right? And so some of you around the room, if I could have, you know, a blend of men and women. Um, and it doesn't have to be, listen, it doesn't have to be mind-blowing. Okay? That's not the point that you sound smart or you sound spiritual. That's not the point. The point is, do you believe what you're pronouncing? Have you received the gift yourself that you're pronouncing into him? And maybe it's just one of the scriptures on the sheet that's sticking out to you. Maybe it's another scripture that pops up. Maybe you can just ad-lib and say, man, I didn't want to bless you in this way, okay? So um, if, if any of you feel prompted uh, and stirred right now to come up, and to speak a word of blessing over Michael, could you come over here? One, two, three, four, five. Boom! All right, come up here, Michael. All right. All right, Pat. 
Hey, and, and, and this is what I invite the rest of you guys to do. As you're listening, take notes. What are you noticing? But agree with the prayers as well. Just agree with the prayers, all right? I think we're recording it, right? Okay. Okay, if I touch it here? Okay. Michael, you are a man after God's own heart. And he is so delighted by your honest pursuit of him. And I bless you to go after God in a way that doesn't necessarily look like anybody else because he has fashioned you uniquely and he wants to meet you in a place that he has made just for the two of you that is unique and don't ever feel any kind of pressure to fit into a mold that God has not poured for you. Amen. Michael, you are a son with whom the Father is mightily pleased. The Father is mightily pleased with you and your chosen son. Thank you. Hi, Michael. Oh, I got a loud voice, sorry. May I lay hands on me? Michael, the Lord is... um, the Lord is blessing you in your comings and in your goings and in your businesses and your home. He's blessing you in your ministries and in um, the way you touch people. He's blessing you with your family and he's blessing you in uh, the things that he brings your way that are unexpected and welcomely received. So be blessed as you go out today and um, may the Lord help you to feel his love everywhere you go. Thank you. Amen. Come on. This is awesome. Can I take your hand? Sure. So I bless you with the power of peace and reliance on God. And I had a picture of your hand really shook up like this. And it slowly unwinded. The stress was dispersing. So I bless you with peace and the way to disperse stress, to never have to keep it bound up and stiff, but to release it. Jesus' name, yeah? Amen. (laughs) Hi, Michael. So, um, I was impressed uh, before Luke said anything. I just was really aware of your standing, where you were standing. And I think that's what the Lord is saying to you, is that he has positioned you in a way that he intends to bless. And um, the sense that I have about that position is your sonship. And I'm touched by it in a tender way, but I'm struck by it in an impactful way. So I believe it's for the body. I believe it's for you, but I believe it's a, a reward for how it is that you've sought him. So I bless you to stand, and I bless you to be impactful. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Amen. All right, Michael, together we say happy birthday. You're loved. You are loved. You're valued here. You're part of this body. You're part of this family. Stand strong in who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.
we made it. That was fun, right? And so you guys, maybe you got a picture. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe you're like, man, I don't know if I could do that with somebody. But, but, but part of this is us. We need to get comfortable. This is actually the normal Christian life. This should be normative for us to be able to look each other eye and speak blessing. And maybe that sounds strange. Maybe it sounds weird. But welcome to the new normal, right? This is who we are and who we get to be. And this is, what, this is the power of God. This is the power of God being extended to each other and then, and then to the world we live, right? So here's, here's what I want to do to end our time. Um, I'm going to invite the ministry team uh, to both come to the front and then even some of the sidewalls. And some of these, these people on the ministry team are people who are trained to pray. They're just people we trust around here to, to pray. And I'm, I, I want to make sure that everybody in this room does not leave those purple doors uh, without a blessing today, a verbal blessing. And so there's two ways that I think this can be done, okay? Um, first of all, some of you uh, are a part of the Vine Life community. You know others in the room. And uh, what I want to invite you to do, and we'll just put on some music um, here in the background, but what I want to invite you to do, if you feel prompted to go bless somebody else in the room, you can feel free to do that. And what we're going to do is we're going to put this scripture on the screen um, from Numbers. And, uh, and w- what I would invite you to do is maybe even just start here, um, just phrase by phrase, just, just speak this into somebody else's eyes. The Lord bless you, and then pause. The Lord keep you. Pause. Don't rush through it. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord Turn his face towards you and give you peace. And then maybe, maybe if, if that's somebody like you're sitting next to you or somebody in your row, you can do that. If that just totally weirds and, 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 and tweaks you out, that's totally okay. No, you don't have to go and do that, but we want you to receive a blessing. So around the walls, you see people kind of lined up on the perimeter. As we end our time today, um, first of all, parents, you can go get your kids and bring them back into the room. That would be awesome. Um, but you can also go to any one of these ministry team members, and they're going to maybe start here with this prayer from the Lord, this prayer of blessing. Um, but they, might, they may also be prompted to bless you in other ways, in which case you can just receive that. And we want to make sure that everybody leaves this place in the blessing of the Father so that we're empowered to go and be a people of blessing. Does that make sense? All right, can we all stand up real quick? And, and so... This will kind of be an official end, by the way. And also, also, we'll have some words on the screen in a little bit for some different physical conditions. If you have these physical conditions, this same ministry team, you can go up to any one of these guys and they'll be able to pray for you um, if you need prayer for healing. Um, but, but today, as, as we kind of culminate this time here, can we just be reminded that God, His intention, the Father's intention for each one of us is that we know what the, uh, his blessing sounds like. We know what it looks like as we look into each other's eyes. We know what it feels like as we join hands or maybe lay a hand on each other's shoulders. And this is, what it is, this is the initiation into the kingdom of God as we receive the Father's blessing into our lives. Amen? So be blessed as you give and receive blessings. In Jesus' name, amen.